It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. presents our live on-air call-in show. We're opening up the phone lines to our listeners for live on-air readings. Do you have a concern, or is there a situation you'd like guidance with? Get your question ready and join us by calling 1-646-716-5510 or by using the Skype button on the Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. show page at Blog Talk Radio after the show begins broadcasting. We're excited. Give us a listen. Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, helping you find and shine your inner light. I was born with my back to the stars. Turn me over. I'd like to see. Here comes the morning to end our dream. Turn me over. I'd like to see. I was born with my back to the stars. Please see that they tell my truth. See that they tell my truth. And welcome to the show. Thanks for listening in today. My name is Hi C. I will be your host and the one doing the readings for you. This is Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, and this is our monthly call-in show where you have a chance to receive a reading live on the air. If you would like to get into the queue for that, you can certainly do so by calling 646-716-5510, or you can click the Skype button uh, on the show page, and you can also call in that way. Um, my, As I said, my name is Hi C. I actually host a couple of shows here on the Firefly Willows Live Network, uh, Revolution, which is on the second Sundays of each month, as well as I co-host with Charlie Harrington, the Amethyst Oracle Divination with a Queer Twist on the second Tuesdays of each month. And on both of those shows, there's also a segment where you have the chance to call in for readings as well. So I would invite you to listen into those, check those out. If you'd like to listen to any past shows, whether it's those or the other shows here on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E, you can always do so by simply going to our blog talk page at blogtalkradio.com slash live, or you can also find them on iTunes where you can listen, download, or subscribe to them as a podcast and you can check out all of the past shows that way. That's also a really nice thing to know if you get a reading during a show and you feel like there's a lot of information or you didn't have a chance to write it down or something like that, you can always go back and listen to the show after it's aired and hear that full reading once again for your listening pleasure, for your reference, for whatever it is you might need from that. So, having said that, um, I will go ahead, I think, and jump right into readings. We have a number of people already in the queue, so if you are thinking of getting a reading during the show today, I would certainly encourage you to go ahead and call in to get into the queue because it has already started 
filling up, and I'm sure we're going to have quite the full show today. So let's go to the first caller. And our first caller is calling from area code 610. Hello. Hello. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Sarah. I'm calling from Pennsylvania. Welcome to the show, Sarah. So what is it that you'd Thank like you. for us to look what is it you'd like for us to look at for you today in our reading? Um I I mean do you give like a specific question reading or do you provide like a general reading? Uh well it can be either. I would say the more specific the question, the more specific the reading. So if there's something in particular okay. you feel you need information well, or guidance I, about. Yeah, there's a few things going on. I mean I'm not in best place right now, but all I can do is, you know, just keep a positive mind and, you know, uh, move forward. Um, I'm currently, you know, job hunting. I was laid off of my job in um, December, but, uh, you know, I try to apply for something at least a few times a week, if not every day. And, um, you know, I'm not like, giving up. I'm confident, you know, something will, will happen soon. Um, but my real concern is that um, I have to put my house up, you know, for sale. And um, I want to get that done, you know, as soon as possible and I'm ready for spring. And um, I did, you know, put some money into it. And my plan is to sell this house. And I do have a another property that I have rented out. And my plan is to go back there um, because it's much more affordable for me. And uh, it's less of a headache. So I just wanted to see and know what you're picking up for me as far as that. In, in regards to selling the house and how to best go about doing that successfully? Yeah. I mean, were you like, you know. Okay. That's fine. Um, let's see. So... <clears throat> First, let me ask you, what what is your time frame for selling it? I mean, I like I said, I know it's so kind of the winter now, but I haven't put it in the market yet. Um, I would like to put it in market within, you know, I would say by March. Okay, um, that's uh, I'm glad to hear that because the cards that came up are indicating that. You may have to have just a little bit of patience uh, with this process. Um, mm -hmm. That may just mean, you know, don't try to – it doesn't want you to necessarily put the the house on the market tomorrow, hoping it'll sell by next week. Um, one thing no. that's here mm -hmm. is the, the Queen of Pentacles is here. That being the first card that comes up would say that what's really going to benefit you most is to um, improve and beautify it as much as possible. So, right, that's so what the I more, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it's good that you're already planning to do that. This is kind of just validating that that's going to probably be the, the key thing mm -hmm. to being able to get the best price out of it and to be able to sell it as successfully and probably as quickly as possible. Um, right. And... And you know, and then the the card that follows that is the hangman card, which is really a card of patience. Um, mm -hmm. It's also that's one reason why I was saying you know to not be in too much of a rush to do this, but to take the time to do it right. And 
also, you know, the hangman card is also uh, a card of surrender and sacrifice. Um, are, are you outside? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh no, that's okay. Maybe just when I'm talking, if you can just mute your phone so that sure. the the wind the wind noise isn't quite so loud, and then feel free to jump in when you need to. Um, so the the hangman card is also about surrender and sacrifice. So one thing that that may indicate too is surrendering to the process, which may be the patience of taking a little bit of time to sell it. Um, and it may also mean sacrificing what you think would theoretically be top dollar for it versus seeing it as um, being able to sell it successfully, even if you're not getting the most money you think you you or you thought that you might get out of it, will at least take the burden off of you of having that um financial obligation and that kind of thing. Uh, I, I, there, there's certainly a support with the wheel card coming up that making the move to the other property is good because the wheel card represents uh, making change or setting change in motion. So making that kind of a change is also probably going to be to your benefit. Um, you know, so there's certainly a lot here about not trying to hold on to the property or find a way to stay where you're at uh, versus the changes that you're thinking about doing and thinking about making are very well supported here. Um, the For selling it, uh, you know, if we wanted to kind of look at when, um, well, if I think about astrologically, the kind of the main weather patterns astrolo astrologically that are moving through, March is a bit of a <laughs> troublesome month. Of, it's like it, it's really the most troublesome month of the year. Um, and then as of April and beyond, things really start to open up and things really start to be able to move forward. And we feel as if we can breathe and really make progress. So even if you, you know, if you listed it in March and you started to get offers, I would be hesitant to take offers during March because of what's going on astrologically. Um, I would either go ahead and list it just so you know it's there, but not really think about moving forward in terms of negotiation processes and that kind of thing until April, or simply take just a little bit more time to do the improvements and that kind of thing through March, and then put it on the market and really start to move forward with trying to sell it as of April. Um, April and beyond is really a better time this year for initiating things, for seeing progress, for things that we're putting energy into. So, just keep that in mind. Um, I would also say because th another reason why I'm saying that is because one of the cards that's here would also indicate that the best time for doing this would be in the next Earth sign. So we're in Aquarius right now, and the next Earth sign is going to be Taurus. Taurus is April 20th to May 20th. So that may be a key time period to look at for when you would actually sell the house. And you might just think about how to structure things accordingly in order to work towards that particular time period um, in terms of how long to take for doing the improvements and that kind of thing, when to put it on the market, when to actually engage in the process of, of negotiating offers and, and all of that kind of thing. Um, so you're, you're certainly headed in the right direction and you're doing a lot of the right things. Just don't be in too much of a hurry and maybe 
if you can wait out this little astrological storm that's coming through that kind of peaks in March and, and focus towards really that April, May time frame of being kind of key for when you would be able to sell it most successfully. Right. No, like I said, I mean, I had a thought about March, but it was really like April because what I really have to do is just some minor stuff. It's just like, you know, painting, um, you know, family room, bathroom, getting a little vanity for the bathroom. It's really not a lot, you know, cleaning, um, decluttering. And I, like I said, I've already put um, some money into it, uh, quite a bit actually. And um, I just, I'm not desperate to sell because I know you have realtors that they're heartless and they don't want to push you into, okay, just sell it and that way you pay off the mortgage and that's it. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. What about the real market value? And, you know, because they're already the house. There's sightings you can go to and the house already went up. And that's without the appraisal and everything else. So, yeah, by all means, I'm not in a hurry, you know, to sell. But, you right. know, my and, goal is... And, and, and I think that waiting, you know, waiting that three months or so to put it on the market and to sell it, you're going to actually avoid... Um, having you're going to avoid selling it for less than what you can actually get from it um and i would be really careful about people you, you already mentioned this which shows that you're really savvy which is really good um mm -hmm. I, I think that over the next couple of months you may come across the wrong type of person to help you sell it and so mm -hmm. i would also maybe just wait because if you wait until like april just and, and it's not just about the, the the improvements and things that you need to do to the house. Use this time to also just sit with the house and acknowledge what it's offered you, to thank you, to thank it for having been, you know, your home and provided you the shelter and, and acknowledge the relationship you had with the house so that when you do sell it and you do leave it, you feel as if you're doing it, you know, on good terms that you've said what you needed to say, et cetera, to the house and thank uh, rather than, you know, thinking back and going, oh, I really miss this, I really miss that, versus being able to look back and just say, I really enjoyed having that house and I'm grateful for it, but, you know, I can now just look back on it as something that was good rather than something I miss or long for. Um, you know, so also use that time, but I think you'll also have a better chance to meet the right person for helping you sell the house um, in April. And um, also be careful in March. With I, I think what may also happen in March is there may be something unexpected that comes up that needs to be done on the house. Um, something on this like, house or the other house? On the house you're in, the the one you're selling. Oh, okay. okay. Um, because cause there, there's a certain aspect of the astrology in March that makes things kind of explosive and unexpected. So you may find that there's, you know, like a pipe suddenly bursts or there's an, you know, you suddenly find that there was a, a crack in a wall or something that you either hadn't noticed before or suddenly came up. The good thing about that is you'll be able to be there to deal with that, to fix that. So when you sell it, you know that there's no issues that somebody might complain about or use to try to reduce the price they want to pay for it versus you've right. already been able to um, experience that, deal with that, and therefore you're selling it completely um, solid and fixed. So, right, so right. I think Taurus, Taurus, I think, is a key time frame to really pay attention to, again, which is that latter part of April and then May um, as kind of the key time frame to shoot for for uh, selling it and, and being most successful in doing that. Right. No, like I said, I'm, I'm planning on listing it, like, you know, at the, the beginning of uh, April. And uh, I know it's going to take some time to, 
you know, for offers to people to come see it, offers to come in. And um, so, I'm, you know, I'm prepared for that. But, right. you well, know, hopefully... Well, but it's, one, even, it, huh? it, it's even good that... Wait until April to list it. Don't... don't. I wouldn't yes, list no, absolutely. it before that even. Absolutely. I think April is a good time, and by then I'll probably get everything done. Um, because, I, like I said, I also have to focus on other things, and it's finding a job. You know, that's a job right. in itself. <laughs> You know, putting right. on applications. Um, I haven't, I didn't get any interviews yet, but I'm hoping, you know, that will change because I've been targeting, um, you know, like I said, I have good qualification. I've been targeting quite a few pharmaceutical uh, companies. So I'm hoping maybe at least I get one interview at least. So, you know. Well, here, let, I'm going to pull one card just to look at the job search. Yeah. Um, yeah, so actually it's kind of interesting. So the Four of Cups comes up, and one thing that that could show us, well, so we can look at that in a couple of ways, but it kind of points to the same general time frame. Um, I think that probably uh, April is going to be key for the job situation as well, and that may be why it's like the job thing comes along, and then now I can put the house for sale because that part of the equation has also been dealt with. Um, and Four of Cups, again, there's a little bit of a patience. There's a little bit of a waiting aspect to it. Uh, now, that could say that it'll take four months. Well, but you just started it this month for looking for a new job, right? No, actually, I started since December. Since December, first oh, okay. I was laid off. Oh, okay. So this could say that it'll take about four months from when you started to to get a job. Um, so we're still looking okay. at kind of March, April. Um, the nice thing is... Not everything is bad about what's happening in March astrologically because it can also be a, a month where we have a sudden breakthrough in some way. So you may find that March is when you suddenly get a job and it's kind of a breakthrough where you thought nothing was happening or everything was moving really slowly and all of a sudden, boom, here it is and I'm starting tomorrow. Um, so, And Four of Cups would also perhaps indicate that the the either the offer itself or the kind of job or the company or something like that may be very uh, come in an unexpected way or from an unexpected source or direction. So you may find that it comes from some place where you technically hadn't applied, but someplace you did apply, the person passed it on to somebody else. Um, or it may be a company that you hadn't really thought about or considered, but suddenly here's this opportunity. This would encourage you to really look that way and to consider that way. Keep your eyes open. Don't just look at what you're used to looking at or where you're used to looking, but expand that's, that's exactly your... That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, that's exactly I've been just reaching out. I'm, I'm just starting companies. And just the other day, I reached out to um, the owner of the company, and I left a nice message. I reached out to the LinkedIn. I sent an email with a nice letter and also my resume. And um, I called. I left a message. And I'm like, well, maybe this person won't call me back. And guess what? She did call me back. And I yeah. thanked her, and she was very professional. She said, you know what? We don't have anything for someone of your caliber. But she did ask, she did ask me a few questions, and she said, you know what? Um, if something will come up, which I'm not sure, and she said, what are your greatest strengths and all those things? Um, 
I'll keep you in mind if someone is looking, you know. So that's what she told me. And I told her, yeah. no, but I'll keep you in mind as well if someone is looking curious. Right. Well, and I think that that's kind of how it's going to come, where it'll be something kind of out of left field, if you want to think of it that way. But if it does come that way, really pay attention to that and really go after that. And also, just in just in the places that you look at, don't look at the kind of um, positions nor the, the companies that you would normally just consider go outside of that that bubble and and um, even apply to places that seem, you know, totally odd or, or totally outside of what you would think would be where you would find the right kind of opportunity because something will actually come from those more likely than something that's just the norm for you. Right. So what you're saying that I should... Uh... Find a job by March, April, you said? Yes. The only thing I'm concerned about is, is my finances and having to wait that long, you know, because right now I'm on a very, you know, but the unemployment and a very limited income. Um, that's my only worriness, you know. Yeah, you know, the nice thing, so as you asked that, I just pulled a card just to look at that. I mean, the Four of Cups is kind of, Four of Cups is kind of like even keel, like being able to float or tread water. So I don't think that you're going to have a huge um, problem or challenge with that. Um, and then when I pulled a card specifically, when you asked that, the Ten of Wands reversed came up. Reversed just means it came up upside down. And when that card is reversed, it's nice to see here with the Four of Cups because Ten of Wands reversed would say, we're not going to necessarily feel so completely overwhelmed that we're going to collapse under the weight of something. Um, so I don't think that the finances are, I think you're going to find a job soon enough. Four of Cups could also say during Pisces, but that's pretty much in the same time period. Uh, Pisces is going to be February 20th to March 20th. So it seems that that um, time period is, is the most likely time that a job opportunity is going to come along. And I don't think you're going to feel an overwhelming burden or concern financially because things will come along soon enough for you not to have gotten to a point where you're feeling like everything is falling apart or breaking down. Right. And I know what something really peculiar happened um, yesterday as I looked, there was a clock in the hallway, a digital clock. And I looked at it, and it happened twice in one day. First, I had another clock in my office. I looked at it, and I got the numbers 1, 1, 1. So it was uh, 11 minutes past 1. And then last night, I looked, and it was 1, 1, 1, 1, 11 minutes past 11. So... So we, we always want to pay attention to something like that. And what you're seeing there is... A, what's called a master number because when you have repeating numbers like that it's called a master number and there, uh -huh. there's two two things to think about that one is a master number represents going to a higher level or a more spiritual aspect so it can uh -huh. be saying that the way what you look for and what you will end up really getting or what will be the best opportunity for you will be something that moves you to the next level. So so don't just look for things that are a lateral move. Look for something that actually increases your level in some way, um, whether that's a, a step up in terms of the kind of responsibilities you would have, a step up in a title, uh, a step up in the 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 type of industry that it is, you know, what like from a small company to a big company or whatever it is. But there, there is a sense that it's time for you to take a step up. And 
because it's all ones, ones represents new beginnings and new starts. So it's encouraging that it seems as if something new is coming, but it also says look for something that feels new, allows you to plant some new seeds, allows you to start a new phase or a new level or a new cycle of your career rather than just um, maintaining or falling back into an old yeah, uh, phase or cycle. Exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Um I haven't been applying for the ex- exactly same position. As a matter of fact, I'm doing a 365-degree turn, um, you know, something with more responsibilities, much more challenging. And maybe I don't have all the qualifications, but I'm still applying anyways um, well, because that's, I know that's, that's a, a person. That, huh? Yeah, well, that that's a good thing because with ones, and especially with that idea of a master number, it says it's not so much about already having everything. It's about recognizing I can grow into this, and this will give me room mm-hmm. and opportunity to grow. So those are really the kinds of things. So you're getting a lot. Really what you're getting is a lot of validation that you're already doing the the right kinds of things and moving in the right direction. So uh-huh. doing that because it's likely to really pay off and an opportunity is going to come probably in that March time frame um, that's going to be as a result of following this path that you're already on. So, so what you're so, saying is that I'll be, I'll be working in March, so most likely I probably will get to starting with the contact and the interviewing in February, you know, if I were to work in March, because normally it takes a few weeks. Uh, right. I, I, I would probably go to all the Pisces aspects, so I would probably say that the you know, getting called in for the interview and stuff would probably start happening in late February. Um, part of the reason mm-hmm. for that is because we're in Mercury retrograde, which will end mm-hmm. um, February 11th, and then there's a little something February 15th, but um, the the latter part of February, things kind of ease up and open up. So that's probably when you would find you're getting responses and called in for interviews. And mm-hmm. um, four, four of Cups could say that you'll go through a round of three to four interviews, um, and then get a job, and it may be something. Mm-hmm. It may be it may be a position you didn't specifically apply for, but through the interview process, they recognize you're good for something else, and they say, "Well, we, mm-hmm. you know, we're not going to offer you this, but would you be interested in this over here?" Um, and probably it's around within March that you would end up um, receiving that opportunity or offer. Do you, by any chance, feel it will be um, pharmaceutical? Um. You know, Three of Pentacles reversed comes up, and there I would say, you. I would anticipate there's probably going to be a shift or a change in the in in the specific industry or focus that the company has. There may be a mm-hmm. tangential connection to pharmaceutical, but I don't think that's the specifically right I mean, thing to. I mean, pharmaceutical slash slash medical. That's what I meant to say, because that's a well, different industry, totally different than what I was working in before. Yeah, I think that either way, I think that it's something, it's as if those aspects of it are tangential. Like you wouldn't think specifically about a company that does that, but they do somehow support or operate in that area, even though that's not how you would think of the company itself. Right, that's what I've been applying to also, not directly a pharmaceutical but companies that offer like the the data analysis or the software for these pharmaceutical companies. So that's what right. I mean well, as well. That's well, right. So so again, we're seeing a validation of what you're doing because it's saying not about specifically going in the pharmaceutical direction. However, something that is 
related to that but not directly doing that is going to be mm-hmm. have more opportunity is where you're going to find what it is that's really right for you. So again, it's just validating you're 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 thinking in the right way, you're approaching this in mm-hmm. the right way. Um, you know, so just have a little bit of patience, but the opportunity is going to come and if you continue down the path and doing things the way you've been doing, that's going to bring about the right opportunity for you and open up those things. Right, right. Um so what you're saying is that about me moving back to the other a place with because the tenants right now they're in a month to month um lease so they they're not locked in, so I only have to give them they can give me thirty days or I can give them thirty days. That's basically how it works both ways. Do you anticipate any problems um you know once I sell this house and um they have to i give them notice or any issues for the time being with them? No, because I think that came up in the the cards when we were looking at selling the house, and there wasn't anything. It it seemed to indicate that that would be a relatively smooth process. It would just be part of the natural process, so we're not going to meet a lot of challenge or complication or resistance if we do that. Um, You'll also have far less problem and resistance and complication with that if you wait until after March to do so. (laughs) So, Yeah, no, I won't do it because, like I said, I won't put the house up for sale uh, until April. Right. I just right. I just want to get rid of this cold letter, um, but you know not not the mo- because there's a mother and a son living there, an older guy in his forties. Um, he's just a bit on the edgy side, and I did put a stop to it. I did tell him, you know what, I don't appreciate you um, because I need to leave on the heat in the washroom. I said, you know what, because I can't keep fixing these pipes. You know he, that was part of what we agreed upon. Okay, told him so. I'm just because I just had to spend a lot of money, you know, fixing that. I hired someone and they put, you know, better material and whatnot. So right. I so, explained to him, so, you need to. So yeah. Uh-huh. So so I I don't think that you'll have, especially if you're waiting until after March. I don't think you're going to have really much of a, a complication or problem with this. I would also maybe suggest doing it compassionately, just because you only have to give them 30 days. Maybe you give them 60 days. You know, maybe when mm. you put the house on the market. You let them know, but you know this isn't necessarily a 30-day notice. It's a 60-day notice, but you're giving them a little extra time. But here's what I was going to do. I was going to, once I know that, that the person was approved and they want a house and everything is good in the bank, at that point, I was going to let them know that I, you know, because the things could take, you know, 30 to six, probably 45 to 60 days. And when I'm 100% sure, well, then I would let them know. Well, I, I I don't think you're I, I think you're going to sell the house. I don't think we have to worry yeah, about no. that. Oh, good heavens! Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I don't think that we have to worry about that. But mm-hmm. um, so so I don't think so. I think that you can approach this more compassionately, and you can say, "I'm putting the house on the market. I just wanted to let you know now. This doesn't mean you have to be out in 30 days. However, and you could still put a timeline on it. Maybe give them. It may say, you know, you have to be out." No later than or, no mm-hmm. later than ninety days. Now they could be out sooner than that, but it gives it allows them a little bit of time to find what they need and to go through the process mm-hmm. rather than feeling pressured or getting angry no, and feeling that's like fine. I, was, out of I, I was planning so, on doing it because overall they were good tenants and like I said, the mother is the one with the retirement money and she's the one, you know, paying the rent. And I've always tried to accommodate them. Um, but I just wanna make sure that for the time being I'm not having any other issues, um, you know, with them, especially with the son. Like I said, I never had any issues with the mother. 
I just want to make sure, you know, for the whatever months I have remaining, you know. So. Um, yeah. Well, there was there was nothing. No, I, I mean there was nothing that indicated that there's going to be any great problems, complications, disagreements. So I don't think you really have to worry about that too much. And okay. the 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 more uh, the kinder you are in terms of the amount of time you you give them between when you tell them and when they have to move out, the mm-hmm. less you're going to meet any sort of resistance or um, problem. You're the second person that tells me that. I was just talking yeah. to a friend as well, and they told me the same thing about they're not giving them enough ample time. And I yeah. don't have a problem with that, you know. But I just want to make sure that for the time being, um, I don't have any more issues, um, especially with the son. He complied with his part because you got to be realistic. I can't be shelling out uh, three, $400 every time because you don't have to hit right. on there, you know. Well, yeah, yeah, and, uh, so... So there's nothing to indicate that that's going to be a big problem. So I would just set those worries aside and just focus on what you need to be doing and not right, be, right. not not worry about that. Okay. Well, that certainly right. helps. I mean, I will keep right. your um, contact information, and uh, I'll let you know how things progress. All I right. In mind. Thank All you right, for thank calling you in. Much. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. And since she did mention that, I thought I would just let people know, if you do want to contact me directly in order to um, have a private session, you can always do that by emailing me at highc at tarotbyhighc.net, uh, or you can go to my website, tarotbyhighc.net, and there's a contact page there. Um, you can also find me on uh, Facebook. You can either just look up Tarot by High C or it's just facebook.com slash C, and you can send me a message through Facebook as well. I'm happy to um, give you more information about um, private sessions, longer sessions, more in-depth readings um, that are available. So let's move on to our next caller. And our next caller is calling from area code 856. Are you there, caller, from area code 856? Hello, 856. Come in. Are you receiving? (laughs) Okay, so let's try area code 630. Are you there, caller, in area code? Yes. Hello. (laughs) What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, Lisa from Illinois. All right. Well, welcome, Lisa. Uh, what is it that you would like for us to look at for you today in a reading? Okay, so uh, job-wise, I've been looking for a full-time position. What do you see coming up for me in that realm and what level, et cetera, and all that time frame? Um, <coughs> when did you start looking for your job? Um, it's it's been a while, and I have had interviews and all that. Okay. And what's the day and month of your birth? Um, I grabbed an accident on the year. Oh, you don't have to say the year. Can can you just tell me the, the month and the day? Uh, do we need to have that? I just prefer not to. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. All right. So let's take a look. Your job search situation. Mm-hmm. All right. So it does look like 
some opportunities and possibilities are going to start coming up relatively soon because we have the two of wands coming up as the first card. Um, that's a card that shows us there are some possibilities and opportunities on the horizon that are starting starting to bubble up. We may not see them as clearly um, just yet, but they are starting to happen. Um, to a fire, the fact that it's a fire sign would also probably uh, indicate that it's likely to happen during well to a fire can actually be within the next couple of days um but uh, i don't think that you're going to have to wait very long because the two of swords comes right after that and two of swords um, is a card of having to choose between more than one thing so i think that you're going to find that fairly soon um, this would probably say within the next two weeks, you're probably going to find that you have a couple of different options or opportunities to be choosing between. Uh, so, and the fact that in the short term, the hanged man card comes up reversed shows us that our actions will start paying off very quickly, as well as the patience that we've had to endure is going to start shifting to things happening rather than having to wait for something. Um, so I, so it seems as if you're you're moving towards having some opportunities start to pop, and probably you'll have more than one thing that's going to open up for you to be able to choose between. Um, I would encourage you with the judgment card coming up to use good judgment and discernment in in deciding which one to take. Um, what you really want to pay attention to is the opportunity that doesn't make you feel like you're in suspended animation, which just means it doesn't feel like I'm just moving from previous job to another job that's exactly the same way. Because the Three of Wands comes up here, and the Three of Wands is a card that represents expansion, um, growth, stepping into something foreign or unknown, expanding my boundaries and horizons. So you want to look at and really choose the opportunity that seems to have the best growth potential and that probably is moving you out of what you're used to or familiar with and into something that's a little foreign. Now, this is also a card that could indicate specifically uh, a job that includes travel, uh, in particular foreign travel or long-distance travel, um, uh, meaning travel to, to either to, to places that you've never been before into types of situations and, and dealing with people or companies that you've not dealt with before. Um, but that seems to perhaps be one aspect of the job. that you. So when you see opportunities where there may be travel involved, I would perk your ears up and really pay attention to those opportunities because those are probably going to be um, right for you. Um, it, sometimes the Three of Wands does indicate that there may actually be a move involved, um, you know, that you would, uh, like, say, move to another country to work for the company um, at, no, the, at a foreign never. office. I, I wouldn't even move to a different state. I'm staying right here. Never, ever. But I think the travel thing um, is could be like you travel for your job in the car a little bit or something like that a little bit to meetings or training or something like that. I don't know. Uh, you know yes, but position. I but I. Yeah, but the travel will prob would probably take you a bit further than that. It, it would like it would take you across a border, <laughs> if you want to think of it that way. So you mm -hmm. might have to travel to other states, you know, um, as mm -hmm. part of the job at, at different times and stuff. So I think that's a very important aspect to pay attention to. Um, and you know, three of wands is really about expansion in terms of it. Also says we want to expand our horizons, expand our perspective. So you know, don't 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 be too limited. Three of wands. 
like Tree of Wands says, let's get out of our own backyard. So it's like not being too limited in what we think, what we look for, and and recognizing opportunity that may take us beyond where we were initially thinking it would or where we may feel comfortable because that's actually going to challenge us as well as give us the kind of opportunity that's going to help us to grow and advance and progress in our career rather than just to stay stagnant. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that within a couple weeks you see a couple different types of offers? Is that what you're saying? Yes, especially, especially because the first two cards that came up were the Two of Wands and the Two of Swords. Those would both indicate that probably within the next couple of weeks you're going to find you, you have more than one interview, more than one opportunity to be considering and choosing between. Okay. And do you see it being in my field still that I was in or just a little bit different that it might be a little bit well. I would I would anticipate different because the reversed hanged man card with the three of wands really seems to indicate that we're shaking things up a bit, that we're moving out of where we were used to being or where we were comfortable hanging around in, um, and that there's that expansion aspect of the three of wands. So it does seem to indicate paying attention to and also actively looking for opportunities that are a little bit beyond or outside of what you were doing previously or what you're used to. Okay, and what about the level of responsibility? Would it be the same level, uh, a little more, uh, no, a little less? I, no, because again, the three of well, so the three of wands would indicate either it would be something that that is um, that takes you beyond the level that you were at previously. That it, it, it does come up in the long term um, outlook or the big picture outlook. So. Even though you initially may move into something that seems like it's at the same level you are at, it would very quickly and very um, specifically have been designed for you to be able to advance and to grow beyond that um, by moving into it. So if there's an opportunity for something that already advances you beyond the level you are coming from, I would really pay attention to that and go for that. If it's something that initially you would go into kind of at the same level, but they would say you just need to come in at this level initially and then after the three-month probation period or after six months or whatever, then we can move you to this level or give you this title or whatever. That would also be something to consider as long as it's quick and as long as it's very clearly indicated that that's what's going to happen and you kind of have it in writing that that's an agreement that this this advancement or this, this growth path is going to open up and be implemented fairly quickly or fairly soon after you've started. Okay. All right. Um, Because what you may find, for example, is that somebody would say, well, we need to bring you in at this level in order to meet or match what the budget has, you know, uh, been given to us for hiring somebody. However, when we do the new budgets in six months, we can then build into that budget moving you into the next level or into the next grade or into the next whatever. Um, so, it, so it would be a quick progression if you weren't able to go into it right away when you start. Okay. And do you, did you see it though maybe taking a little while more? I don't know. That just seems a little bit a couple weeks. No, no, because everything here seems to indicate that it's going to happen relatively soon. 
Two of Wands, Two of Swords would indicate there's probably a lot that's going to be happening within the next couple of weeks. The fact that the Hangman card is reversed in the short term shows us that we're not going to have to wait around or be patient for very much longer. So there, there's a lot that seems to indicate that this is all really going to start happening and progressing, progressing relatively soon and relatively quickly. Okay. So um, I'm kind of thinking, though, that maybe it still might be a similar feel, like, but that it might involve more people, or do you see anything like that, or how the responsibilities could change a little? So the so so if I, if I pull a card looking at staying in the same field, the Hermit card reversed comes up, and the Hermit card reversed says we can't. It's time to come out of the cave. It's time to go out and explore the world more. So there's a lot that's really encouraging you to look for things that are outside of the field you've been in, or are an expansion or an extension of that field, rather than just looking within the field that you've been working in up to this point. So we we want something more. We want something beyond or outside of that rather than something that is just... And it goes back to that idea. Don't just look for something that's in your own backyard, which means where I'm used to being, what I'm used to doing, what I'm familiar and comfortable with. Look outside of that. Go beyond the boundaries of the field that you were in because that's where you're going to find greater opportunity as well as greater challenge and greater... um, uh, possibility for growth and advancement. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty good. Um, I'll keep on expanding that then. Um, you know, not sure why it's taken such a while for me to... Well, it may, well, yeah, it, it may be that you've just been too limited in the scope of what you've been looking for. And if you can expand beyond that and start really just applying to things that are outside of the field that sound interesting or challenging or whatever, that's probably what's going to speed this process up and suddenly start to make things happen. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You are welcome. Thanks for calling in today. All right. So, we've still got a couple of people waiting on the line, but I think before we go there, one, I will remind you, if you'd like to get into the queue, you can do so by calling 646-716-5510, or you can Skype in from the show page, and that will get you into the queue for a reading. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and then we will come back, and we will continue talking to you, the lovely listeners.
on-air readings with your Firefly Willows L-I-V-E hosts on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. Find out more at fireflywillows.com. Enjoy the show. And we are back. My name is Hi C. I am your host today, and I'm offering you readings. Uh, you can always call in to get into the queue for a reading by Skyping in from the show page or call 646-716-5510. So let us move along just a little bit to our next caller. And this is someone calling from area code 831. Are you there, caller from area code 831? Uh-huh. And what's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, I see it's Sarah. Hello, I'm Sarah. From Santa Cruz. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Hi, what is how it are we... you? I am good. What is it going um, to you? Okay, so I want, I want to give you a little background and then I want to ask my question. So I recently took a job about a year ago. And um, for the longest time, I, you know, received, like, for the first nine months of the job, nothing but positive accolades from everybody. Great job. Everybody loved me. Um, In the midst of this one-year experience or journey, um, I went from working for one man to working for another woman who came in as kind of a, a middle layer between me and the guy that I originally worked for. I actually helped get her hired. So it's a little complicated, but um, basically I went from working for, for one gentleman to working for his subordinate um, as a woman. And during that time, you know, in the beginning, everything was still fine and stuff. And so for the last, I don't know, three months or so, something has suddenly shifted with her. And I'm trying to figure out the disconnect now, I know Mercury is retrograde, so I think that has something to do with the comments that were made on Friday, but she told me that I'm not meeting expectations and that I need to improve and that she couldn't guarantee my job security um, because there were people who were just really unhappy with the work I was doing, and it's just so it's so disconnected from everything that I've been told by people, and including the guy that I originally worked for who loved me and you know loved the work I was doing. So I'm trying to figure out is... First of all, is that comment something to be taken seriously? I kind of, in my gut, don't feel like it is because I feel like there's so much going on with Mercury retrograde and the astro- astrological impacts going on right now that I feel like this is more of a kind of chaotic reaction she's having to something that happened on, on her end. And that it, when the dust settles and Mercury turns direct, it'll all be for nothing and I'll still get a decent performance review. But so that's my first question is, is, is my instinct correct about that? And my second question is what is going on between the, the vis-a-vis the relationship between me, her and her boss, the guy I, I used to work for, for a few months prior to her joining the company? Like what, what is that dynamic? And is, you know, what is it that, that causes this disconnect? Is it, do I need to worry about her? Do I need to worry about him? Do I need to worry about both of them? <laughs> like, is is it just a, a conflict over resources between her and her boss? Like, what, what exactly is going on? So, the first thing is there's... I'm, I, it's almost like I'm, I'm... I question her integrity. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, 
there's a lot here. Like the card that comes up for her is the reverse justice card. And then, you know, we also have the seven of swords. Um, we, and with the reversed chariot, you know, the reverse justice card and the seven of swords coming up um, make me really question that integrity aspect because it seems yeah. to be someone who is not fair and does not operate in a way that treats the world fairly, that will tend right. to, like, you know, um, use favoritism, like, will do, what, do whatever is in her own best interest, kind of. Well, and also we'll make assumptions and judgments without any evidence, but we'll just uh-huh. jump to conclusions or rush to judgment. Um, and Seven of Swords is really concerning because that tends to be a card of like the snake in the grass. It's somebody who plays politics a lot, who yeah, also uh-huh. um, doesn't, it, it often is, traditionally it's a card that represents things like dishonesty, secrets, lies, rumors, going behind somebody's back. Now, there's two things that we could see there. That may be how she operates. It also may be that she tends to be very quick to um, listen to and believe everything she hears without bothering to, you know, um, check the facts, to follow up. That's definitely true. Yeah, that's definitely her. You know, and so so that's where this is coming from. So when you ask about do you believe what she said, I I wouldn't put a lot of stock in it because it's like she's just – She's saying this based on something she heard somebody saying in the stall next to her in the bathroom kind of thing. Right. <laughs> Rather right, than right. really based in any sort of reality. But is she telling, is, it, is she looking out for me? Is she telling me this because she's trying to warn me or look out for me? Or is her motivation more sinister, do you think? Well. I feel like she, on some level, I feel like she likes me, you know, like as a person. But on another level, I agree with everything you've said so far, which is that she's very self interested and does does whatever's best for her kind of you know and well, doesn't, yeah, and doesn't because, have a lot of like doesn't spend a lot of time trying to be fair to to like everybody at large you know right well well yeah because the reverse chariot card coming up in the relationship position between the two of you uh-huh it show that this is this is somebody who is very ambitious um, and right. ambition tends to feed their ego and they tend to get very blinded by anything that might get in their way or that they perceive yeah. is in the way of them getting what they want. So they steamroll over people and yep. they will almost do anything at any cost. So right yeah, now, that's what it seems like. Yeah. So right now you maybe seem to be the one who is in the road that needs to get steamrolled over, but I don't know that her, focus on that is very uh it doesn't seem to last very long she's very no. easily swayed by everything she hears you know so her mind yeah. will change with the wind as soon as somebody tells her some sort of information true or not about somebody else some other worker her sights will immediately shift over there because she'll think oh i better take care of that problem because maybe that's going to be the one that gets in my way for what i'm trying to accomplish here right and, right right, you know, right. So, so it's kind of like just hunkering down and going, okay. It makes me think, I know this is a ridiculous analogy, but it makes me think of this video I just saw. This guy in India, he would stand on train tracks, and when a train would come, he would lay down flat on the tra- on the track so that the train would go over him. I know, it's a foolish thing to do, <laughs> but but it almost makes me think that's almost what you have to do. Is just to kind stay, of just, like stay out of her way, kind of. Yeah, and just kind of duck down and know that if you if you just kind of duck down enough and you're not in the way, 
she'll just kind of roll over you, not steamroll over you in terms of squash you, but just kind of roll over you and forget about the fact that you were there because she's so dead set on getting ahead. Right. That she doesn't even look sideways, let alone backwards. So if you suddenly disappear, she's not going to worry about where you went. Right. As long as it's not creating a problem for her or she's not hearing anything from anybody about you. <laughs> um, the, the fact that your card comes up with the, um, well, reversed page of swords would say to, one, I wouldn't try to fight this so much, but I would put extra effort into documenting everything so that if there was something that came up that she tried to say you weren't doing well or whatever, like, Get copies for yourself if you can. I don't know if this is possible. Get yeah, copies no, I've for already yourself. done some of that, yeah. But can you get copies of, like, previous good reviews and that kind of thing? Yeah, I have I have a lot of that already, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And But continue, and but also document conversations with her right now and that kind of thing. Because especially, as you said, we're in Mercury retrograde. So it, 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 things can very easily get distorted. So the more you put attention to making sure you document when you had a conversation and what the conversation was about, because this would be the kind of person who would come in and say, Oh, I never talked to you on that day. And you'd be like, um, yes, you did look at this calendar. Huh? Well, isn't that funny? There's a meeting for us right there. Um, so, right. so, so doing that would be helpful so that you have that as the backup, but it's okay. kind of like the more, the more you can stay out of her field of vision and more out of her awareness, the the more she'll just kind of forget about you and set her sights on someone or something else. <laughs> um, okay. And, you know... So that's the first question is what... Do I need to worry about this? And it sounds like not really because you're thinking, your instinct is kind of like mine, which is, hey, Mercury's retrograde and she's kind of wanted to leap to conclusions. She probably just heard something in the break room and jumped all over it and felt like she needed to tell me that this is a possibility that I could get this bad review or whatever. Well, and she operates kind of on this fear mode of, uh, oh, if somebody's saying that about the person that's under me, I better go and tell them that they better shape up because I'm not right. going to be blamed for something that somebody is doing. Right. right. I'm not going to bother to check the facts or talk to the person to see what that might be really about or anything like that. I'm just going to rush to this conclusion no, exactly, and then react that's exactly what That's exactly what she did. And then when I came back with a couple of rebuttals or comments, she, it seemed like it really took her off guard, like she didn't see any of that coming. She was like, oh, okay, I'm going to have to think about that. You know, like everything I said, which was totally valid and true, like I was making comments that, that like, you know, this is a disconnect to my understanding of the way things have been going. I have a lot of really great reviews from others. Um, I have people who've, who've said really great things about me. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it was like she was so shocked to hear another side of the story or another perspective on the matter. It was like she hadn't even thought about, you know, my side of things until I said something. Right. I think, and this may go either to what she's experienced while working there or what she's experienced in previous job situations. There's Seven of Swords also would indicate there's a certain level of paranoia that she operates from. She does. Uh And and when people are in a paranoid state, just like the person who's drowning that will drown the the lifeguard that's trying to save them because they panic, that there's this this knee-jerk reaction and this panic that sets in. A lot of times nothing really comes from that because they just do that in that moment and then it doesn't really exist for them anymore. Right. So so I don't – and, you know, when I looked at the cards that were coming up, 
um, you know, the future cards, if you will, the outlook cards. We have the Nine of Cups and the Lovers card, both of which are really nice cards to see. So I don't think that it's like we're in, you know, great jeopardy for our job or okay. <laughs> anything okay. like that. Um, because Nine of yeah, Cups. Yeah, I don't is, really feel that way either. I just wanted to kind of verify it with you, but I, I do feel like this is a Mercury retrograde textbook example of like something got miscommunicated or something got lost in translation and she overreacted to it. You know, so I'm not too worried about that either. I guess I guess my curiosity is more than anything else. Is I'm just curious what the heck is going on behind the scenes between her and her superior, the guy that that I used to work for. Um, who I who you know he's like my director now or whatever. Um, it's like how how why is she like this? Does it have something to do with the dynamic between the two of them? Is well, it, I think it, I, does he I, have I any issues with me that she's just passing on the message, or is it like he loves me and she's feeling threatened like what what the heck is it <laughs> um well one i think that a lot of it has to do with her her conditioning from past work experience in general yeah uh-huh you know and so i think she already comes into this feeling defensive feeling paranoid feeling as if everybody is always out to get everybody in an office situation and she has to operate that way too um right. i think that part of what's happening with the other person because this other person you're talking about the wheel card came up reversed would say he's not he hasn't been making changes fast enough or he hasn't been setting things in motion um fast enough for what she would like or what she thought that she was promised so or how frustrated. she thought so like she's frustrated with him not the other way around right Okay. And 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 it's not because he's doing something, you know, maliciously to anybody, like trying to hold her back. <laughs> it's just that it's not happening. This goes back to that reversed chariot card. Sometimes when that card reverses, there's a sense of things aren't happening fast enough, no matter how fast they're happening, because I want everything I, I want now. And if it's not right. happening that way, then I'm frustrated and I'm going to start lashing out. <laughs> um and I think that's that's what we're seeing here. And again, I think that a lot of this has to go to her past experience as well. She may have felt she got cheated out of things previously or things were promised that never came about or changes were never made that people said were going to happen or she she was told something she was going to get a, a promotion in six months and it didn't happen or it took three years and she doesn't want to be in that situation again. But I say all this because it's so much not about you. It's 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 a lot about what's happened to her in the past, and now she operates from a, de- a very different place that is right. not rational, is not logical, and is very very quick to paranoid uh, to, to paranoia and to act out from a paranoia state. Right. Um, you, you know. So, so where did she get that that news then about me that she reacted to by telling me? Like, I mean, is she? Did she get it from I, I him? Say, is he saying bad things about me, or did she get it just from talking he, to like her peers? Uh, well, the the first thing I would say is, in some ways, it's kind of like who knows and who cares, because yeah. it, it it may not even have been something somebody said specifically about you. It may be something that she just in her head, in some bizarre, distorted way, connected to you. By making an assumption, uh-huh. like somebody somebody complained about something, she makes the assumption that was probably something you did or that you work on, and therefore you must right. have been responsible, so you must be the one at fault, where they never actually said that. Um, you know, or they could have just said, you know, so Sarah did this this way this time, maybe next time she could do it this way. And in your boss's head, all of a sudden what that becomes is Sarah's screwing up. She's not doing that the way people think. People are complaining, and I better do something about it. 
So yeah, it wasn't, not- and it wasn't even like it wasn't even that logical. I see. I mean, it was so illogical. The conversation was so crazy. It was like it wasn't even critiquing my work. It was saying that I'm not doing the work that she's never assigned to me. Basically, it was well, like that, I, that, I need but- somebody to be more involved in projects, and I'm like, well, I don't do projects. I do budget. And she goes, well, I need somebody to be more involved with projects, and you're not meeting expectations. And it's like, okay, so nothing about the work I've actually been hired to do or that I'm performing on a regular basis is what she's criticizing. She's right. criticizing with, with, work that she wishes she could delegate to me, but that she says she doesn't feel like she can because she feels like I'm too overwhelmed doing all this budget stuff. And it's like, okay, well, why don't you but, try but, to delegate it to me? Well, but again, <laughs> well, well, but all of that shows that one it really has nothing to do with you because if she's talking about something that isn't really part of your job, then right. it probably means that nobody ever really said anything about you. What they probably said was something about a project. Right. And then you felt like that's going to look bad on me. So I better find somebody to blame. <laughs> and, right. And that's what know. I'm thinking too. I'm thinking my instinct is that I'm thinking what happened was the guy that is her boss and her are fighting over me as a resource. Like she probably wants me as a full-time resource dedicated to her and her projects. And he wants me to support his budget. And I think, I think that might be what's happening. And so she's probably going, well, I'm just going to say Sarah doesn't meet expectations until, until you give me a full-time resource that I can use for the things that, that I care about. Cause I don't need a budget analyst. And he's probably going, well, I do need a budget analyst for the entire organization. She's not just your resource. Because I support a bunch of people. Well, well and her you know. her frustration, but that goes back to her frustration is he's not changing things the way that she would like them to change or as fast as she would right. like them to change. The reversed wheel card says his hands are tied. He can't make those changes or there's, there's you know, he can't make them nearly as fast as what she would like. Um, they're, they're, whatever the constraints are, he can't accommodate those changes. She's frustrated right. and upset and angry about that. Now she's taking it out on somebody around her. Right. So, so don't take it personally. It was probably I would look at this and say it was there was probably nothing specifically said about you that really has any kernel of truth to why she came at you versus she just kind of made some weird, bizarre, completely irrational connection to find a way to project it out onto somebody else (laughs) uh, and make it not her fault. Certainly. What about my relationship with him? Is it is do you see anything there about? Like, is he happy with me and the work I'm doing? And this is more of an issue between the two of them, like you're saying? Oh, yeah. He's perfectly fine with you. Okay. Because cause we have very different cards coming up for the relationship between you and him versus the relationship between her and him. And so, okay. one, both cards that came up for the relationship between him and her are reversed. The the two cards that came up for him and the relationship between you um, both came up upright. So, that just shows us that that seems fine versus there's complications and and problems in the relationship between him and her, but nothing that seems to indicate anything negative about you. Okay. He actually actually still doesn't seem, but he doesn't seem to have, I mean, there's conflict between the two of them, but it sounds like it's from her direction towards him. Like she's irritated with him by that reverse chariot card. Do you, do you see his reaction towards her in any way? I mean, what, what is his thought about her? Well, his, his, his one, He's. It's just frustration because he's just like. It'd be like he feels like he's dealing with a um, a, a spoiled child. Right. 
And so it's just like I have told her that either we can't make those changes right now or they won't approve the budget for hiring somebody else or this takes some time and she knows that it'll be done by the end of the quarter, but she's just going to have to wait or whatever it is. But he just is is like kind of frustrated um, by dealing with this immature, petulant child um, right. that is like just just go away from me. <laughs> yeah, kind he's of just kind of he's overwhelmed, thinking. overwhelmed by her and, kind of. And, and it, he, he doesn't in any way think negatively of you or is not blaming you or is not telling her that somehow you're part of the problem or the holdup or anything like that. So okay. it has nothing to do with that. It, it's something between them, but it's really her irrationality and her tendency to twist everything into a negative from her paranoia. Yeah, because she does. She does. Sometimes she puts it off, off on him, like, oh, Richard isn't happy with you either kind of a thing. And I just know that's not true. You know, I'm like, no, certainly, Richard and I are fine. Yeah, certainly not based on the cards that came up because, I mean, you have the Knight of yeah. Cups for him in terms of the relationship with you, which shows that he views you very favorably, kind of has a soft spot for you. But, I mean, he, he just likes you. Um, uh-huh. and, and the Sun card is there for the relationship between the two of you. So there certainly doesn't seem to be anything that has diminished or dimmed his view of you in any way. So. Right. Regardless of the Seven of Swords being So even here, if she tries to give me a bad rating, he would have the ultimate say because that's our process. So he would, it sounds like he would, he probably, would probably weigh, weigh in on well, a positive note anyway. So. Right, or he would certainly investigate to make sure that there's a basis behind her review and then probably find there isn't. So, you know, he, he's he's going to be in your corner in some way in that regard. Right. And, and okay. really, you know, I mean, if you want to take nothing else from this, the reverse justice card and the seven of swords being there says that we really can't believe anything she says because everything right. she says is not based in any sort of logic, reality, or evidence or truth. No, she's a and little she's it, a little crazy for sure. And, yeah, and and it's going to be twisted so that she can always make it not about her unless it's going to look good for her. So whatever she says, I would take with a grain of salt because I don't think she's ever really telling the truth. So like if she says, you know, yeah, well, well, it doesn't make sense though, is if he likes me and I'm doing a good job and everyone else likes me, that does make her look good. So it's like, why doesn't she realize that I'm, I'm doing the work well, that she'll have to do if I ever leave. Because she, if I ever leave, she has to do my job. Because she's not, but she's not getting what she wants either in the time frame she wants or, or just not getting what she wants. Some, you know, however she wants things to change, whatever it is that she wants, she's not getting it. So therefore, yeah. she's not going to be happy until she gets what she wants the way she wants it. And that's not happening or it's not happening fast enough. So she just tries to make everybody else look like they're the problem. And is what it, she wants it's, it's, it's at like, my own detriment or expense? Like, does she no. want me out and somebody else in? It, 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 again, it has nothing to do with you. you okay. You're just just this thing that she can conveniently use for the moment as the projection. She'll find something else. You know, it's like, just like I said, she'll change with the wind. Suddenly tomorrow there'll be somebody or something else that's the problem, the fault, the the, the impediment that needs to be dealt with right. and getting in the way. Um, so, you know, I just, I really wouldn't worry about it too much because the the cards, especially with that Nine of Cups and the Lovers card, kind of as the outlook or the the future cards, um, those don't th- those are very very positive cards. There's nothing here to make us concerned that we're suddenly going to lose our job or something around this. Okay. Does it seem like she's going to leave soon? Like she's just so unhappy she'll quit, kind of a thing. 
Um, well, however it happens, the, the fact that the Nine of Cups is there in the short term, now that would probably indicate things will start to um, ease up or, or you'll feel as if things have gotten better by Pisces. So, okay. and I think part of that is this we're kind of have to get through Mercury retrograde. Plus, there's right. a little bit of another little bump kind of around February 15th. Um, you know, Pisces will be February 20th. So by the end of February, you'll probably feel as if, okay, things are okay and I, I don't have to worry so much. Um, and and I would say that if something is going to happen or change, whatever is going to happen, you're going to be happy with. So whether that means she leaves, whether that means something about the situation shifts where she suddenly is calming down. Um, right. And Somehow it's positive. She, yeah, and I, I would say you don't want to be engaging in the conversation or the conflict um, that was kind of that, you know, stay hunkered down versus trying to engage it. Uh, she may be her own undoing because if the only thing I would say is if she doesn't back off, she may find that this blows up in her face in March, which uh-huh. if you've been listening because of the astrological aspects that are going right. on. Right, um, right, right, right. You know, so, so just, just kind of <laughs> do your work, back off, you know, do keep the documentation or whatever just so you have it. But I don't think there's really a lot to worry about here other than you're just dealing with a paranoid, okay. overly ambitious, but do I document stuff directly? I mean, if I document conversations and stuff directly to her, that's going to set her on edge. So should I just document them to myself maybe and stay under the radar? Yeah, yeah. Or should I go ahead, yeah. should I go ahead and no, send, no. Her, send her things? No, 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 no. Don't, you don't, don't, again, don't engage the conversation. Don't engage in the fight. Just, just keep it for yourself so that you have okay. it if you need it. But it's okay. not about being confrontational with it. It's just about you okay. having it in your back pocket. So if you just need to pull it out for it. some reason, yeah. you have it there. Okay. So then my final question is what, what in, what was her intention then in telling me that I need to improve or that, or that she thinks I'm going to get a needs improvement rating? What was her, was there a grander manipulative motive behind telling me that, or was it just no, like you said originally, you, just a reaction to what she heard yeah, and she you, was freaking you, out, kind of? You have to just understand the irrational, paranoid mind. They they react, they find something to aim their reaction at, and they find something to blame so that they can immediately deflect what they think is going to look bad or negative on them, and somehow. Right it off onto something else so that they can tell somebody else, oh, see, it wasn't my fault. It was their fault. So Yeah, I think that that's what happened. I think that Richard told her, I mean, if I was to be a fly on the wall, and of course I wasn't there, so who knows, but if I was to be a fly on the wall, I would imagine that what happened was Richard probably told her um, what happened to Sarah's review. Everything on here is budget-related. I thought you were going to put her on more projects. And so he probably held her accountable for the fact that my role wasn't exactly what he wanted it to be for the last year. Like he probably wanted me to support his budget and do other things. And she never gave me those other things to do. So he probably held her accountable for not structuring my role correctly. And, and then I think she came back and, you know, flew in my face about it. I was like, well, I couldn't get, cause she even said it. I wasn't even asking her a question. She was like defending herself irrationally. And she was like, well, I couldn't give you other projects to do because you're just so flustered and so busy with the budget stuff anyway. I was like, what? <laughs> So clearly so, she was defending her decision to not give me more things 
because somebody was pointing the finger at her about that. Well, so, you know, I would say that that Richard would be very receptive to you. And you might go in and talk to him and not go in and say anything about your boss or that, you know, anything like that. Just going in to him and saying either, you know, we've, we've talked about my role and responsibilities over the past year. Um, I know that we had talked about maybe me doing some projects as well as budgets or splitting between that or something like that. So I just, I just wondered, is that still something I should be thinking about? Is that still something that I should be um, looking at coming down the line? Or am I more right. now, you know, being considered just to be in budgets? Never bring up your boss. Don't make it no. anything about any conversation or any accusation she made. Just do it as if you're gathering information to have a clear understanding because he has history of that as well since he was part of that in the past year. And that way it just allows and, – and then even if she said something negative about you, he still has the sense of, well, but she did come and ask me about that too. So, I mean, at least she was inquiring or trying to get clarity around what – we were supposed to be doing or what the expectations right. were, you know. So it's, again, it's doing it not to in any way exacerbate or engage in a conflict by bringing the other person up. It's just you going in and using it to get clarity for yourself from right. another and that source. Shows that, that shows that you haven't gotten that guidance from her and you're looking, you're looking to him right. for it, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Because because this would say um, that he would probably be very receptive to you doing that as long as it's done in a way that seems as if you're just doing it for yourself, not against somebody else or in reaction to what somebody else said or whatever, versus you're just right. coming in yourself to, to have a chat and to, you know, clarify some things have a, and like have a, a better understanding. Or yeah, 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 yeah. So what and about maybe, his maybe situation? Maybe make it casual if you can. It's like, you know, can we go get a cup of coffee for 15 minutes together or, you know, something like that? It doesn't even have to be a sit down in the office so it looks so official kind of thing. Right. What about his situation, though, personally? Like you said, I know I know you talked about how he views her as, like, kind of petulant, spoiled brat. But what, what about his situation overall? Because he obviously reports to a boss as well, and that boss, I think, likes her. So what, I mean, is his, are his hands tied like you said, because because his boss won't allow him to give her the things that that she's asking for, or is is he kind of stuck in between his boss and this woman? Well, whatever whatever it would whatever he would like to implement or change or set in motion, there are just things that are preventing that from happening right now. That could be frustrating for him, and and it tends to be more material with the the wheel card. So it may be that a you know, budget aspect wasn't approved or things. Uh -huh. I mean, the wheel card could just say reverse that things are just moving way more slowly. It's like a wheel that you expect to spin normally and it just like spins like uh, it just will barely move. Um, right. You know, so, but I mean, is so he that, in a situation with his boss, like where he doesn't have as much power as as this lady does? Or does is he still like in the pecking order? Is he still really the one in charge of her kind of? No, he's still in charge. Okay. Things he you might never like know. To do. Like if people, if she's well, going around him to his boss, I mean, you just never know what people are doing, you know. No, he's fine. Okay, so he still seems to be kind of 
the main decider of the things that she's asking for, and she's not able to get them approved by like going above his head or anything like that. Correct. Okay. There, there, there's nobody to go to. It's like even if she went above his head, that person would also probably have to tell her, it's like, well, look, we haven't been able to get these budgets approved. So as soon as we get those budgets approved, we'll be able to make this change. But I, So there's nothing nobody that you know, nobody can do anything differently, no matter who she would go to. Okay. So it, okay. It's not so about it's, it's not about him. It is what it is. It's not like a political power struggle necessarily. Yes. It's just a you're you're, you're, you're looking for, yes, you're looking for far more logic and rationality and reality in this situation. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that when it comes to her. So it has nothing to do with the things that you might think would normally be the situation versus right. it's just her kind of irrational, paranoid way of operating. And there's nowhere she can go to make that any different, even though she may think she can or she wishes she could. It's just that's how she operates. And I know she's very stressed out at this job. Like, I know this job is very hard on her, so I'm wondering if, you know, they're just pulling her strings and driving her crazy or if she's, like you said, just kind of like this. No, this is her. This is her. You have to stop looking for some other reason to justify why she acts the way she does and just accept (laughs) this is her. And she she creates her own unraveling from stress. She creates her own problems and difficulties and complications. And I would say, I would come back to the astrological thing for March, and I would say that if she doesn't do something about this relatively soon, she's probably going to drive herself, she's going to cause her own break breakdown in March. Right. Um, and sure, she'll try to blame everyone and everything else, but it'll just be her own undoing and her own actions yeah. and way of being that she's done that. So so all of that is to say, stop looking for some sort of logical reason why or some other aspect that would well, make sense. Well, because I know in some ways, I know in some ways they really like her. So I guess that's why it's kind of weird. You know, like in some ways she's done some really great things for the organization that, that Richard and his boss really like. Um, but, but yeah, she's, if she's that crazy and driving everybody nuts, then they're not going to care what she's accomplished because she's too difficult to work with kind of a thing. Well, you know, I know it's kind of an old reference, but, you know, the the person who is the head of Enron did great things in the eyes of a lot of the shareholders and board members until they screwed up everybody's pensions and caused the company to have to collapse. Right. It's all about perspective, and it's it's it comes down to somebody can put on a good front or somebody can appear a certain way or may have a certain period of time that they're able to be successful or, or look good. But this is the kind of person that will be their own undoing because right. they, they will start to unravel and they don't handle stress well, and then they start getting conspiratorial and paranoid and blaming and gossiping and rumoring and and. They'll. I think what's going to happen is she's going to do that to the wrong person, either blame the wrong person, say the wrong thing to the wrong person who goes, okay, that has nothing to do with anything, and now I'm going to be suspicious of everything you say, and it's going to. Well, and that could even be her review. That could even be her review of me because if he likes me, and she's saying negative things to try to make herself look good, then he's going to be like, well, what's your evidence to back up that she hasn't met the performance expectations? It it, it could be have, that she's it not going to have she's not going to have any. <laughs> so it it you know. could be that it would only be if she escalated it, where suddenly she was, you know, firing you on the spot kind of thing that would cause a big question mark to come up and and somebody to intervene and step in and really say, wait, what's going on here? I, I don't know that 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 what's happening with you at It'll this get moment. will get to that get to that it, level. It, yeah. 
but I don't know that you are necessarily and don't take this the wrong way. I don't think that you are necessarily a big enough player or factor for that right. to be the thing. Versus right. I think it's going to be bigger. I think that if he up. questions her review of me, it might call into question other things. That's all. I I'm well, just saying he might I don't might, think it, it I might don't, put some seeds of doubt in his mind about her ability to evaluate her people, you know. I think that'll only happen after something else happens. Because he'll look back at that and say, oh, I, I start to see the indications of that there. I don't think that that will be the initial thing. Okay, okay. But it, and but either way, you don't, see her using, you don't see her using me and my performance as the main lever here. You see her kind of doing her own undoing through some other avenue. Yes. I'm not, okay. I'm not, the fact that the Nine of Cups and the Lover's Card comes up here, I'm not really concerned about you. Okay. It's more about her, like, maybe saying the wrong thing to the wrong person or do it, making the wrong move somehow, and then they just call it, kind of question everything she's been doing up until that point, kind of. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. All right. Well, thanks, Tracy. I think that answers it. Okay. Well, thanks for calling I in. appreciate I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Have a good day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right. So, well, whew, that was quite the quite the drama. Um, so I think to, to catch our breath, <laughs> come back down from that, uh, we will take a quick break, and we will be back right after this.
are listening to LIVE On-Air Readings with your Firefly Willows LIVE hosts on Firefly Willows LIVE. And we're back, and my name is Hi C. I am the host of Revolution as well as co-host of the Amethyst Oracle here on Firefly Willows LIVE. And I am your host today offering uh, readings. If you are interested in a reading, um, we're nearing the latter portion of our show, so you need to get into the queue quickly. Uh, you can do so by Skyping in from the show page, or you can call 646-716-5510. Uh, I'll remind you that you can always listen to previous shows in the archives either here at blogtalkradio.com slash Firefly Willows Live, or you can find them on iTunes. Just do a quick search for Firefly Willows, and you will be able to listen, download, or subscribe to those as a podcast for all of the shows under the Firefly Willows L-I-V-E uh, network. <clears throat> if you were interested in a more in-depth reading or a longer session uh, with me, then you are certainly welcome to email me, uh, highc at tarotbyhighc.net, uh, or you can go on Facebook, facebook.com slash tarotbyhighc, or just do a search for tarotbyhighc, uh, and you can send me a message there as well, and I'm happy to uh, give you more information about that and set up a, a session if that would be something you would like to do. So I wanted to just take a quick peek at uh, February, just looking a little bit at the astrology, just to mention a couple of things. Um, the uh, beginning of February in particular, on the first, uh, and uh, the first is an extremely uh, good auspicious day, I guess you could say, um, for uh, important uh, appointments and uh, things that you need to do as well as to uh, move into uh, new places, new experiences, new projects. Um, you know, so you might think about that right around the first for uh, putting some energy into whatever might be needed regarding those kinds of things. Um, some other good days for February are going to be the 5th, the 15th, the 16th, the 24th, and the 28th. Um, we do have Mercury retrograde going on through the first half of February. That is, um, you know, it, it's just a time to be more conscientious, to, to double-check things. We don't have to panic about Mercury retrograde necessarily, but we may find that there are complications, confusions, etc., accidents that uh, tend to happen a little, a little bit more frequently or pop up more suddenly uh, during a Mercury retrograde. So you, you do want to 
just take heed of that, pay attention, um, you know, maybe double check to make sure somebody received an email you sent if you have heard back from them. Uh, maybe follow up with something to make sure things were understood because miscommunication, misunderstanding can sometimes uh, happen a little more easily. Um, and mid March, we're probably going to find that there's a. Uh, I'm sorry, mid March, mid February uh, through March, we're probably going to find that our impulse control uh, gets a little bit weaker and we get a little bit more uh, fired up, excited, driven, and ambitious for things. We may have a little less patience and a little more need for um, quick results, instant gratification. Um, we do want to work to keep that in check, but we may also find that that fire gets stimulated around uh, innovation. So we may find that we're suddenly um, really good at coming up with an innovative new approach or, you know, really implementing some innovative new idea or project uh, during that time. That's good. We just want to make sure that we keep the impulse control under control um, and, and recognize how to maintain that energy for the long haul rather than spending it all in one big pop and then finding that we run out of steam, run out of motivation, um, run out of resources before we're able to see it through to the end. Uh, so embrace those innovative sparks, those uh, passionate desires, those uh, you know, sudden ideas and, and, and inspirations that you get starting in uh, mid-February. Um, just make sure that we don't make it a uh, that was great while it lasted, but it didn't last very long versus this can be great if I can really maintain it over the long term and let me figure out how to best manage the energy in order to be able to do that. Um, I also wanted to mention that the end of February um, is, uh, well, we're going to get a, a Uranus square with Jupiter. And that's going to kick off a bit of a period where we can go overboard on what we promise, where our eyes are bigger than our stomach, if you will, where things can look amazing and great and we may um, push too hard, take on too much, overdo in some ways. Um, also, we may tend to see things as more than what they really are. We may believe promises that are too good to be true. <laughs> Um, and that would also come back to that impulse control because we may rush into something without thinking because we think it looks so amazing and we really fall for the razzle-dazzle of it. So we want to really pay attention, especially towards the latter part of February, um, for things that may seem too good to be true, things that may promise to deliver way more than what, if we took a step back, would really seem feasible or logical. Um and may be promising to deliver more too quickly, whereas we're wanting to see it as something that is over the long term versus something that comes all at once. So pay attention to that um, because the the con artists, the charlatans are going to be out in full force starting at the end of February, and we don't want to fall for their quick and easy promises um, we, we really want to watch our gullibility. 
around that time. And and it will be a little more difficult to do so because they're going to know really how to just get right in there and say exactly what you want to hear and get you all excited about exactly what it is that you would love to see happen. Um, so be aware of that. Maybe just mark it on your calendar. Um, and, uh, you know, especially the 25th, 26th of, of February are um, key times to pay attention to that and to really be extremely cautious and careful about promises, about ourselves promising to deliver more than we can uh, and about going after too much too quickly. Uh, and, you know, slow down a bit, give yourself a little extra time for things uh, and just kind of take a moment to think things through, take a moment to consider some things, don't sign on the dotted line in the spur of the moment, uh, and you probably will be okay. Um, with what's coming in March, we may find that things that happen at the end of February, if we tend to do that, will end up kind of um, blowing up in our face in March, uh, costing us way more than we thought they would, um, going nowhere, you know, it's kind of like, oh, it was great for... Oh, a moment and now all of a sudden it's gone when they said it was going to be around for a long time. So just pay attention to that. I just wanted to put that out there so that we can already start to think about making a note of that. So we are doing what we need to do to look at how do we tend to give in to a lack of impulse control? How do we tend to fall for razzle dazzle um, and do what we need to do to work on being more conscientious about that in ourselves. So when that does come and that tends to be more of the energy that's around us, we're less prone to fall victim or prey to it. Um, so those are the, the things I wanted to say for February astrologically. And I also thought I would uh, just pull a card for anyone listening. And again, this can be if you're listening now or whenever you hear this, I'm just going to pull a card that basically says for the upcoming month, whether that's February 2015 for those listening live, or if you're listening three years from now, whatever the next month is, I'm just going to pull a card to see how we can best succeed and navigate through the month that will be most beneficial and in our highest good and interest. Um, so just something for us to keep in mind as we go into the next month so that we can get the most out of it and perhaps avoid some of the bigger pitfalls that may be inherent, especially with the astrological weather patterns that are moving through during the month. And that card is a lovely card. Uh, that card is the Ace of Pentacles. In this deck, the Ace of Gardens, I'm actually using a new deck that I've gotten called the Japaridze Tarot, J-A-P-A-R-I-D-Z-E. It's a beautiful deck. Uh, Nino Japaridze was, is, I'm not sure if he is or was, <laughs> um, a surrealist artist, and uh, his artwork is amazing in this deck. So Ace of Pentacles, so one thing that we're immediately reminded of and is reiterated here the suit of pentacles is a suit of earth and the that element earth is the slowest of the elements or the slowest of the suits so it's about taking things slowly taking things step by step doing things in a very grounded practical thought out way not to rush into anything but to 
approach it with a plan, approach it with organization, approach it with pragmatism. Um, The ace of pentacles says that it's now time for us to start doing something. We are laying the groundwork and we're doing so in a very tangible way. So it's it's now time to get started in some sort of real-world, practical, tangible way on what it is that we have been working towards, planning, um, uh, getting together, getting ready for. It also does encourage us to focus on our physical environment and our physical self, our body. So one thing to maybe focus on is in the coming month, implementing that new diet aspect, implementing some new exercise aspect, implementing something that is about the physical health that you've been talking about or thinking about starting but haven't yet actually put into practice. Um, This also can go more spiritual, esoteric. Ace of Pentacles tends to very much be a card of magic, so this could also be about doing practical magic this month, um, doing things that really work with uh, some of the natural elements like crystals and herbs and that kind of thing, Um, engaging in the process rather than just reading about the process, Um, and, you know, beautifying our environment, uh, focusing on how we can prepare our environment for the spring in the sense of the new cycle or the next phase. What are we envisioning for ourselves? How do we want to be surrounded? What do we need to be surrounded with? What do we want our environment to look like and feel like that would support us and reflect what it is that we're trying to do and trying to accomplish as we are moving forward, as we are growing? Um, So, you know, remodel, uh, get some new furniture, paint something, move furniture around, uh, you know, do something to renew and refresh your physical environment as well as your physical body. I think I will leave it there. I don't think we need to to talk too much about that. We have uh, lots of other opportunities to talk about things throughout the month on the different shows and that kind of thing. So I wanted to Thank you for listening and taking some time out to uh, get a reading if you were one of the ones that did that or to simply enjoy hearing the process of readings. Uh, You can always find information about me at uh, facebook.com slash Tarot High C or do a quick search for Tarot by High C. You can also find out about me at tarotbyhighc.net on my website. Uh, If you'd like, you can sign up there for the daily newsletter I send out each morning, which has a little bit of astrological information for the day, as well as I pull a card uh, and offer some thoughts about the card of the day that's kind of around the energy of the day and and that kind of thing. Um, You can find out about my shows, Revolution with High C on Facebook. Uh, Just do a search for that, or you can just do facebook.com slash revolutionwithhighc. You can also find out about the Amethyst Oracle Again, do a quick search on Facebook for The Amethyst Oracle or just go to facebook.com slash The Amethyst Oracle. We try to keep it simple. (laughs) Uh, If you'd like to find out about other shows, um, you can certainly go to facebook.com slash Firefly Willows and sign up for our newsletter there. All we really send out is just announcements for upcoming shows so you can see what the topic is, who the guests are, etc. And we would invite you to do that. 
So thank you very much for listening. I will look forward to joining you here again. Um, I will be here again next time on uh, February 8th for Revolution. And the next show will be uh, just on the Firefly Willows live calendar. Um, will be Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn, which will air next Sunday at 10.30 a.m. So thank you and enjoy your day. And I will look forward to being here again with you very soon.
You're listening to LIVE On Air Readings with your Firefly Willows LIVE hosts on Firefly Willows LIVE. Thank you for joining us on today's Firefly Willows LIVE On Air Readings broadcast. If you would like to receive a personal reading from one of our hosts, you may contact them by visiting fireflywillows.com slash live slash host. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Caracella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn McDonald, Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.